around in the church and what a blessing it is to be right here praising our Lord. Amen? What a blessing it is to be right here digging into His Word, seeking intimately our relationship with Jesus. It is good. And that's why we're here to fellowship and uh, number one, seek Christ. Number two, fellowship because He says don't forsake that. It is good. It is good. I, um, I hope that all of you that were here last week uh, got to enjoy and you learned from Mark. Uh, Mark is a longtime friend of mine. He is, he is a brother in Christ and I, uh, I do love him. And, and I love to listen to him preach. I, um, I'm never afraid to ask him questions. I'm never afraid to, to reach out to him. And, and uh, when, when I got the opportunity to ask him to come here and uh, fill in for me, it was truly a blessing that he, he got to do that. Um, uh, he did tell me afterwards that, you know, the first time I ever filled in for you at a church, and it was a church that I, the first church I ever preached at, he came and filled in for me, and it rained that night. He came and preached here, and it rained that night. So, you know, he was just kind of rubbing it in a little bit, and... The elders, the, the board told me that, uh, you know, if that's the case, they'll let me go. We can come <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, no, I thank Mark that he was able to come and do that. What a blessing. What a blessing. I will tell you, we're done with high school rodeo for the season. Uh, and so the bad news about that is that you're stuck with me now for a while, all right? So we're back for a little time here uh, before the fall run, which will be be in a while, but um, but we're back and we had an awesome season. We had, uh, um, my girls grew so much in, in what they do in rodeo and it was great. Um, I know I say this often to you, but I, but I never want to stop saying it and that is thank you for letting us do that. I know it's a, it's a lot of time off, um, but thank you for letting me go with my family to rodeo and chase their dreams. It's a short time why they get to get to do this, and a short time why they're in high school, and so on. Uh, but it's not just about them. It's an opportunity for me to go and be a taker. It's an opportunity for me to, to go to church on Sunday mornings and sit in the pews like you guys do, because uh, we go to church every Sunday morning at the rodeos, and, and, and I get to be a taker. And it's so awesome for me to rejuvenate, for me to take a deep breath, for me to do some of my own study and not just study to write a sermon. Um, and so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, I also want to say what I always say, that this church is special. It really is special. Uh, it's not every church that you get to walk into and be loved. It's not every church that you walk into and people actually talk with each other and talk with you. It, that's not in every church. I know it's... A big deal here, but it's not in every church. It's not every church that, that you walk into and hear the truth of God's teaching. It's not every church that you walk into and the church lays their pride down and says, uh, we don't have anything figured out. We don't have anything figured out, but what we do have figured out is that Christ does have it figured out. And our eyes are upon Him. And I pray that in that, when you walk through those doors, that's the church you find. If it's not, 
Talk with Jeff or Tucker, okay. I'm judging. No, I pray that it is. I pray that it is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church that you find when you come here. I pray that that is what I teach. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what I pray that we are. And I pray that in our humbleness of laying down our pride, we put our eyes on Jesus every minute of the day. And uh, that's where I want to be. Uh, the time that I had off um, kind of got me to that even more. Because in my time off, I, I got in my study, I just realized even more that I am a nobody. I am a nobody that has nothing figured out. The, the things I think I have figured out, I go study some more and I'm like, yes, I don't. But that's okay. That is truly okay. And I pray that in that, all of us continue to seek Him and continue to, to be about Him and not self. And what I do know in Him is this. That it is all Him. What I do know in Jesus is that He went to the cross for me. He loves me so much that He went to the cross for me. He died for me. And He rose from the grave for me. But you know what? I'm not the only one that can say that. Every one of you can say that. Every one of you can make it personal. And that's what I do now. And I pray that's what I preach. Every Sunday. That it is Christ and is crucified. Well, we've been in this extended, long study of John. And we are in John chapter 16. We are, we are at the very end of John chapter 16. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you this. If you... If you have not read John chapter 16, the entirety of it, I, I, recently, okay? We'll go with that. Recently. I want to encourage you this week, and even if you have, this week, read John chapter 16 in its entirety. Read it every day. It's going to take you five minutes. Sit down and read John chapter 16 and see what Jesus is telling His disciples. But also in that, what's He telling you? And next Saturday... Next Saturday, okay? Read chapter 17. Because <laughs> that's where we're headed. But John chapter 16, there is so much depth to it. There's so much that, that Jesus lays out in it. But there's a word that just keeps coming. Believe. Believe. And in that word, confidence, trust, acceptance, faith, conviction, all words that when you type in belief in the thesaurus, those are the words it gives you. Those are the words that you can look at for belief. You know, there's many different circumstances that require our belief, right? Or, or uh, for us to believe. All different kinds of, uh, of things. Just the other day when, when we were at the state finals for high school rodeo, um, a young girl that's part of a family that we have become really good friends with. Uh, she was she was trying to tell me how to pronounce the last name of some other friends of ours, and their last name is Malco. But every announcer, every rodeo that we go to, announces it Mal Chow. 
Because of the way it's spelled. Like she just Malchow. That's, that's everything. But this little girl was trying to tell me that that's how you say it. Her last name is Malchow. And I'm like, no, no, that's, that's not how you say it. It's, it's Malco. No, no, it's Malchow. And she had just made a run. The announcer said Malchow. And, and, and so she was like, see? That's how you say it. Well, there's a little more to the story. Uh, Malco, I call her Malco because her first name is Alyssa. And she's the same age as Alyssa, and they're great friends. So there's two Alyssas. Well, that's confusion, right? So I call her Malco. That's her name, Malco. I call her Malco. And so Malco just came out of the arena because she just made a run. And so she comes up there, and I'm like, Malco, awesome, run. And the other little girl, her name's Gracie, her eyes got big, and she's like, you call her the wrong name. No, no, it's Malco. No, it's not. It's Malchow. She was like, hey, you said it. I'm like, no, it's Malco. So then I look at Alyssa, Malco, and I say, Malco, great run. And, you know, and, and, I, and then after Gracie said that, I'm like, Malco, how do you say your last name? And she's like, Malco. And Gracie's like, you told her to say that. You told her to say the name wrong. I don't believe you. And I was like, her name's Malco. <laughs> she wasn't going to believe me no matter what. But church, isn't that sometimes people in our world? Isn't that sometimes Christians? No matter what you tell them about Jesus, they're not going to believe you. You can tell them all about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and they're not going to believe you. You can tell them all about that Jesus went to the cross for them and they're not going to believe you. You can tell them that all they have to do is believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and they won't believe you. It's our world. But you know what? Even the disciples, even the disciples struggled with believing who Jesus was. The disciples struggled with, with understanding His deity. Believing who exactly He was and where He was from. And as we have worked our way through John, we have seen this over and over again where Jesus lays out His deity. I mean, over and over again. And, and, and sometimes I feel like I'm preaching a broken record because John just keeps on laying it out. I'm like, well, if he does, I better. Right? Like, we, we need to understand. But Jesus continued to lay it out to his disciples over and over again. And in verse 28 of chapter 16, Jesus goes on to say that not just from God, but he says that I, he come forth from the Father. This means that He is the eternal Son of the eternal Father. Eternal Son of the eternal Father, equal with God the Father. And over and over again, He has told them. And now He tells them, I am no longer speaking in a figurative language. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 16. You probably already are there, but, but open your Bibles to John chapter 16. We're going to be in verses 29 through 33 as we jump into this. But before we read it, I always tell you, read it with this in mind. As to why John wrote this. Why did John write the Gospel of John? 
And he says it in John chapter 20, verse 31. He says, but these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you will have life in His name. And that is spoken over and over and over again in the Gospel of John. And that's where I want us to be. So let's go to Him in prayer and then we'll get started in John chapter 16. Father, what a blessing it is to be gathered up right here. Right here in Your name. What a blessing it is to be digging into Your Word. What a blessing it is to know You. And to know what You have done for us. Father, I pray that we believe. That we believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. Father, I pray that our hearts are open right now. That we forget about, we, we just lay aside and forget about our, our, our everyday life. It's still there. But Lord, I just pray that we set it aside and we just focus on You right now. Lord, help every one of us to do that. Help every one of us to just turn our heart and our eyes upon You right now and just completely focus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, John chapter 16. I was supposed to turn there already and I didn't. Gives you more time. John chapter 16. Verse 29. Actually, I'm going to read verse 28 because I've, I've already talked about it. And we're going to hit on it just a little bit more. But he says, I came forth from the Father and have come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to Him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now, we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed the hour is coming and has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I'm just going to throw this in there. If you can't smile when you read that last sentence, I want you to read it again and again and again, okay? Because, <laughs> I mean, that should be uh, uh, bring uh, rejoicing to your heart and to your face when you read that. The question, though, that pops off this page at me is the question that Jesus asked. He said, do you now believe? You see, when you really look at this, the disciples had just said, now you are speaking plainly and are not using a figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. You see, they thought that they were now able to understand him for the first time. They, they thought they were able to do that. They thought that they now entered into the mystery of the person of Jesus. And now they were sure that He had all knowledge that He came forth from God. But He said He came forth from the Father. Did they understand the meaning of this? Did they, did they get that? 
they understand that Jesus was one of the three persons of the Godhead, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. They understand that. Because then Jesus asks them this question, and, and by this question, it's like Jesus is suggesting that maybe their belief is still imperfect. He knew that they loved and trusted Him. I want you to hear that. He knew that they loved, they loved Him, and they trusted Him. But did they know who He really was? Did they know who He really was? That He was God? manifest in the flesh? Did they understand that? You know, church, it's a good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? It's a good question to ask ourselves, do you now believe? What a question. You see, uh, it's not just about knowing Jesus. Not just even know all the facts about Jesus. Not just love Him. Not just trust Him here and there. But do you really believe in Jesus? And who He is and what He's done for you. For you personally. Not just for the world, not for the church, but for you as an individual, what he's done. I'll tell you, there are a lot of religions and people out there in this world that, that don't believe it. But just flat out don't believe because the answer to Jesus' question would be wrong. They, they don't believe what Jesus is asking his disciples, but yet they still call themselves Christians. They still teach it in their churches. They still pound the road and teach it on the road. They still knock on doors and teach it in homes. And they teach you their truth. Not the truth of Jesus Christ and who He is. Their Jesus is not God in the flesh. They love Him and they trust Him. They don't believe that He is God manifest in the flesh. They do not believe that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And listen, and in return, they don't have life in His name. But is it always the extreme that we have to go to? Is it always the religion that we can easily point out? Is it always the person that we can easily point out? their religion and their theology. You see, because I think of my own journey with Christ. I think of my own journey with Him. I think of all the stuff that I've been taught, told, preached at <laughs> about who Jesus is and what salvation means. I've looked at my own journey and I know that I've told you before that when I was in my early 20s, I, I threw it all out. I threw it all out and said, <laughs> Why? Why? Why do I believe what I believe? But I kept on going back to, to John 8, verses 31 and 32. I kept going back to this set of scriptures while I was going through that time. 
And this is what it says. It says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed Him, if you continue in My Word, listen, if you continue in My Word, then you are truly disciples of Mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Not man's word. Not man's religion. His truth. His truth will set you free. I wanted to know that truth. You see, I loved Jesus. I loved Him. But I don't think I understood who He was. And who He is. And what He had truly done for me. And what He's still doing for me. I realized in my study that I had never before acknowledged exactly who Jesus was. My, my faith was inherited faith from my dad. You see, I believed in Jesus because I was supposed to. Because my dad took me to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And, and all, all the people at the church, and my dad, and my grandma and grandpa, and everybody believed. So that's what I was supposed to do. And I did. I did. I knew Jesus. I loved Him. But in my belief, I took no accountability. I took no accountability for my walk. My relationship. I didn't take it seriously. Jesus was this thing out here that, man, before I'd get on a bull, I wanted Him with me. I wanted Him right there with me to for protection, but when I was doing other stuff, I'll put him back up here on the shelf. I didn't take it serious. I didn't take who he was and is seriously. And in my study, I threw it all out. And I heard the question, do you do you now believe? I wanted to be able to answer that question for myself. I wanted to be able to answer that question for myself and be able to answer why I believe what I believe and who Jesus Christ is. God's Word is the only thing I wanted those answers from. God's Word was the only thing I wanted them from. You see, the disciples were seeking Jesus. The disciples were, were there walking with Jesus, but, but at that point, they did not have the Holy Spirit living in them. They didn't have the Holy Spirit, but we don't have that excuse. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us to show us who He is. But here's the question. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to show us who He is? Are, are we allowing Him to show us? You see, I wasn't sure I was ready. I wasn't sure that I was ready to allow the Holy Spirit to show me who Jesus is. Because honestly, I found truth in God's Word that contradicted what I had been told. I found truth in God's Word that contradicted what I believed. So now what do I do? Now what do, what do I do with that? 
Was I ready to allow the Holy Spirit to show me fully who Jesus was and is and show me that Jesus is God manifesting the flesh and what that means for me? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourself it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I had to take it to heart. Romans 4, 3 and through 5, it says, For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Here's what I want you to listen to. Verse 5, But to him who does not work, but believes, believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. You see, Jesus asked the question, Do you now believe? Do you now believe? Because he wanted his disciples to check their heart. He, he wanted them to... To look at their understanding of who He was. Jesus asked you today. Jesus asked you guys the question. You personally the question. Do you now believe? Because He wants you to check your heart. He wants you to check your understanding. Of who He is. And what He has done for you. See, He calls you to believe. Believe. Believe that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And He wants you to know that believing that, you have life in His name. There's no list. There's no list. There, there is no adding to what is required for salvation. Listen to me. There's not seven things. There's not five things. There's not three things. And I don't... I, there's not. Okay? There's one thing. There's one thing that is required of you. And that's to make a choice. To believe in Him or not. It's your choice. See, one thing. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, and you will be saved. There's no list. It is through believing in Jesus. And that's the only way. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. John 17, 3, He says, this is eternal life. This is Jesus' words, not mine. He says, this is eternal life, that, you may know, that they may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I know that I've hammered on this. I know that all through chapter 16, 15, I've hammered on who is Jesus and that He is the Christ, the Son of God. But I've hammered on it because when you are asked the question, do you now believe? I want you to be able to answer it. Wholeheartedly. And know. And not lay your head on the pillow at night and ask the question, do I really? Do I really? I got tired of asking that question. I got tired of asking the question, do I, have I done enough? I got tired of asking the question, do I know enough? 
Do I have enough faith? Do I believe enough? All those questions are of the evil one. Okay? Every one of them are of the evil one. Jesus says, do you now believe? And I want you to know, to know, to know, to know that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in your heart God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Period. Period. There, there's nothing added to it. Don't let anybody change God's Word and try to tell you any different. It is His truth. It is His truth. Because I want no question in my mind when I'm asked the question, do you now believe? Church, do you believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Amen? Amen. Church, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Amen? Amen. church. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's okay to be excited in church, okay? It's okay to smile and be excited. It's all right. Because you know what? He is the Christ. He is the Son of God. And it's in Him that we have life. Period. It's believing in Him. That's what it is. When you boil all this book down, and somebody wants to know who Jesus is in 30 seconds. You know what? He is the Christ, the Son of God, and He died for you. And all you have to do is believe. And you have life in His name. That's it. That's it. Can we get it more complicated? Absolutely. We can complicate it. And yeah. We can have rules and regulations and religion. I want it. It's believing in Him. How awesome is that? That it's just believing in Him and He did all the work for that. He's already paid the debt. He's already done it all at the cross, but He didn't stay there, right? He's still not hanging on a cross. So if you have a cross at home that still has Him on it, I want you to rip Him off it because He's not on it anymore, all right? Yes. He laid in the grave for three days and He rose from the grave. And now He sits at the right hand of our God. Just waiting for those who believe to come home to Him. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any better. He did it all. You just have to make a choice to believe. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. He closes this chapter out in quite a statement. Quite a statement is made in, in verses 32 and 33 by Jesus. And He says this, Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, it's now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. He's talking about the disciples. He's scattered. When I get hauled in, you're going to scatter. And yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. Guys, I want you to know that you're not alone either. You see, we can read this statement right here and know that since Jesus went to the cross and sent the Holy Spirit, the Father, just as we talked before, right? 
The Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all in you. Yes, 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 amen, amen, amen. Right? They're all in you. You are not alone. No matter what you're going through right now, you are not alone. He is with you. And He says, These things I have spoken to you, that in Me you may have peace. Amen. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Some say take heart. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Church, when you believe in Jesus, you can have His peace. Not the peace of the world, but His peace. So I'm just going to say it. Living in this world, living in this world uh, can sometimes be what Uber Vacuum claims to be best at. My wife said I couldn't say the word, so I made up a sentence. <clears throat> If you don't understand what I'm saying, just tell me after turn on. It cannot be fun, but that doesn't describe it, right? Josh, you said it, yes. We can, we can be put through things in this life that we shouldn't have to experience. But because of this fallen world and free choice, we will face tribulation. We will face trials, struggles, trauma. People who are just like the vacuum. We will, we will face them, okay? But take heart. But take heart. Be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. He has overcome the world. I'm going to invite the praise team up, but I want to challenge you to honestly answer this question that Jesus asked. Do you truly believe? Not just love Him. Not just love Him. Not just be a fan of Him. Not just know everything about Him. Not just be all quote Scripture. But believe. But believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing that He went to the cross for you. Rose from the grave for you. Sits at the right hand of the Father waiting for you. Today is the day to confess Jesus Christ as Lord if you've not already done that. Today is the day to believe that He is the Christ. Today. Not tomorrow. Today. Today that... Today is the day to know that He has you. No matter what tribulation you're going through right now, take heart. Because in Him, you can rest in the fact that you are on the winning side. Period. And that is good. It is so good. I want you to know that. And if you need prayers today, you can come up front and pray with me. Or you can go in the back. And if you head for the back, go all the way back, an elder will meet you back. I promise. Either one. Father God, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus, the Christ, in the flesh. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth in lowly human flesh. And walking, and teaching, 
being the example that you were. Loving. Loving. But being the perfect sacrifice so that you could go to the cross for us and all, all sin could be forgiven. You paid the debt for each one of us. You paid the debt for me. And each one of us can say that. We thank you, Jesus, for covering us in your blood. Man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And it's not a, a list of checking the boxes to be able to, to know we have salvation. You tell us over and over again. I think in, in, in your word, it's 200 plus times where you just say, believe. Man, what a blessing that it is just believing in you. Believing in you. And we have life in your name. Thank you for that. And I pray that we understand that. That, that we get real about our relationship with You. That we're not okay with just knowing You. Not okay with just, just loving You. Not okay with having You sit on a shelf. We allow You to be alive in us. And we walk this earth knowing that we have life in Your name and a peace that we can't understand in all of our tribulations. And know that we're, we're on the winning side with you. Man, that is good, God. Thank you, thank you for that. I pray for anybody today that's, that's got tribulation in their life, troubles, struggles, sin, whatever it may be, Lord, I lift them up to you right now. And I pray that their heart just softens. Their mind, their thoughts soften to you. And they just cry out to You. Lord, if anybody needs prayer, needs lifted up in prayer, Lord, I pray that they just come forward, they go to the back, they seek You in all of that, Lord. Thank You that we get to do that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you will, stand and sing with us. Again, if you need prayer, come forward. Go to the back. We want to pray with you.